Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode was recorded on Wednesday, December 28th, 2016 at The Hungry Brain. It was our second eight-year anniversary show, and it was a fun show to do. And the reason I'm talking to you right now, instead of you listening to the monologue, is there were technical difficulties, which is a horrible way to say the top of the show doesn't exist in audio form. And I'm really disappointed about that, and I'd like to apologize. What does exist is, I'd say, 90% of the show. So you're going to hear Esmeralda and I talking. Uh, It's at the end of the second segment of the show. So we're about 15 minutes in right now, and I'm really sorry. There's no monologue. There's no context of what we're talking about. Uh, I cut it in a way where I hope it kind of makes sense, uh, but... It is what it is, and that's really disappointing. So you can hear full segments of Lisa and Fran and Cleveland. All of that's there, but uh, monologue's gone. Uh, The majority of what Esmeralda and I did is gone, and uh, I'm sorry about that. So without further ado, here's most of You, Me, Them, Everybody Live at The Hungry Brain on Wednesday, December 28th, 2016. I got to I got to travel a little bit. I went Where'd to Boston. How was Boston? Boston was good. Did you know they have a store there? This was the highlight of my. This was the tops of 2016. There's a store there called Premark. Okay. That is only pretty much in England. And when I went to England, they had it there, and they had tights. It was like three for for essentially three dollars. It was amazing. Uh, and I found out that in Boston they have one, and I went crazy and. So your highlight of the year was stumbling upon British store. style discount clothing. Yeah, this store discount, but it's like not it's cute stuff. Cute. I I bought a couple shoes. The British some equivalent of H and M was your highlight of the year. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Did Boston was Boston was good. <laughs> they had they got that store there. They had I ate some oysters and stuff. It was cool. Party. What has been your favorite part about doing this show for nearly a decade? Name uh, one positive thing <laughs> doing this show for nearly a decade. Um, talking to you. You're a horrible liar. Coming <gasps> to the stage is a dear friend. She's, uh, I think she was on the show for the first time at The Whistler, which was a bad idea. <laughs> because The Whistler's a great place. It's a lovely place. And a lot of people would come to the show. Yeah, no, it's nice. Just don't talk into a microphone exactly. on a stage it's, there. It was real rough. People here are nice and respectful and happy to be here, and they're all looking in the same direction. And they're not ordering very moderately priced cocktails for the level of quality. They no, deliver. it's great. And go the there. No, go there. It's wonderful. It's, we highly recommend this place. But to do a, a show like this there was a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, no. But uh, our first guest of the night did a fantastic job there. And uh, I, I think she performed one of her first shows ever here. Uh, so coming to stage, please put your hands together for Lisa Trigg, everybody. Play her on, Jeremy. Oh, okay. Thank you. Hi. Hey, ah! this is squishy as hell. Yeah, you booked me on my first show ever. Was it really your first show ever? Yeah, well, besides like um, Dave Odd shows, I don't know if any of you are familiar with him. I like you, you went <laughs> hard right away on Dave Was Odd. it hard? Yeah. <laughs> no, I did his shows too, but they okay. were a scam. You know what I mean? Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Lisa. Yeah. I like that you're successful now. I'm moderately successful. <laughs> I still have roommates. Yeah, but you live in New York. Yeah. So like... Whatever. You're right. You you have to have roommates. Yeah. Um, but you're on TVs, mm-hmm. multiple TVs. Yeah. You have a TV special. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Not kind of, you do. Okay. <laughs> you're on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Mm-hmm. You have a comedy record. You, okay, yeah. 
that you did. So <laughs> thank I you mean, for letting me go through your resume. It's not a record. It's an album. Yeah, I, it's like a digital card. They don't even give me a physical CD. I was like, we should have a photo shoot for the booklet. They're like, nobody makes booklets. And I, I still got the photo shoot, though. It's a pretty good photo shoot. <laughs> I had to inform Lisa that her album ends with a plug for a bar across the street. <laughs> you thought that they cut that from your record. I just refuse to listen to anything or watch anything I do, so I never have an idea. So I don't know. So like my man, like I'll be like, if it sounds good, send it off. So in theory, your record could be someone else and you'll never know. No. I think it's so embarrassing. Is her name on it, though? Her name is on it. Is it making money? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is like most comedy albums at least get to number one for like an hour or two, and then you get to take the Instagram photo and let everyone know you were number one. I did not break 26. So I don't know how you know our friends Joe Kilgallen are crushing me in this game, but our friends are just crushing it. They're selling albums that I couldn't, and I was like topless on my cover too. Did you? No, you weren't. You had a bra. On. I had a bra, but also, but recently, Kristen Toomey, our friend, she sent me a screenshot, and my it was like albums to know, and it was mine and uh, Lady Gaga's Joanne right next to each other. So I have that screenshot, and that's all I need. But I didn't post it because I'm pretty humble. But I'm telling you now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really exciting because she had a pink hat and I had a pink bra, so it felt good. You also had a chain. I had a chain, yeah. Where did it say? We got it at in Compton. My uh, my stylist, no, but my friend uh, got it for me in Compton. It says glitter cheese, and it's a real ghetto ass gold chain. So f the reason why it's glitter cheese is that's your Twitter handle. Yeah. Did you ever think about that was holding you back? <laughs> what do you mean? Your Twitter handle is in inherently stupid. It is, but my name is so hard. People don't get it. Lisa it's Traeger? Yes, they always spell it wrong. I get called Liza, Leslie, Lisa, Liz. Like, it would be ridiculous of me to just use my name. Yeah, glitter cheese is definitely the way to go. It's easy to spell, and people get excited. They like glitter and cheese. <laughs> I love it, too. Yeah, it puts a smile on people's faces. Isn't well, you Kells? also think of the combination of a glittery cheese. Yes. I would think a Swiss, but... I do ugh. think... Yeah, you know... <laughs> Wait, wait, why yuck? You don't like Swiss? Swiss? We're not eating it. Swiss? We're just going to look at it. No, Swiss is, for, Swiss is like diet cheese. You get, the, you get the Swiss cheese when you're on a diet, and it's 70 calories, but you need a little bit of dairy. But like, if you're not on a diet, that is the last cheese you should be Let's eating. Let's rank cheeses. You're number one. Go. Um, I mean, that's impossible. Fair enough. Can Fair. I just do a top five to seven? Of course. Okay, so I'm going to go with Munster, Havarti, Brie, Cheddar, I love a pepper jack. It's a new thing, but I like it. Um, yeah, I guess that's fine. Five, yeah, those are my good. top. You guys smoke Gouda? Gouda's in there, but it's like it's it's trying. It's like too. I don't know. Yeah, but it's smoky. Too smoky. Gouda? Too Gouda smoky. tastes like bacon. Yeah, I like Come the brown on. wrapping around it, <laughs> or like the yeah. You seem to care about presentation a lot. I guess yeah. Party. Um, okay, so one of the reasons why <laughs> I like knowing you is I liked you since you started. And you had a great show at Riot down the street yeah. a long time ago. Uh -huh. And then I see you in New York, and you're doing great. And I love seeing people see you for the first time. And I love people watching you and underestimating you. And then you kill it. And I really, really love you getting in Twitter feuds with local <laughs> comics. <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> I that Twitter it just annoyed me. I mean, my friend was we, mentioning it. We need to it. give some context here. Basically, this girl was like, someone, this was at an open mic. Too. I mean, I wasn't even involved. Listen, That's I, why am I, I depressed? This. Sure. Is there a blanket on my window now so I don't see the sunlight? Absolutely. I go to bed around 6 to 10 a.m. I wake up around 3 to 5, and that's my life for the past, since the election. Um, so you're killing it. 
At night, I still do shows every night. Party. Um, I'll smoke weed, but like, yeah, I've been pretty depressed watching The Sopranos for months. And um, what? It is a good combo. Because, yeah, I mean. You're not on mic, sir. Oh, yeah, he's not on oh. mic. Well, no, when I was also thinking Sopranos, you have a built-in therapist. Kind of. I also uh, do a lot of inspirational quotes on Instagram oh, while I go. watch yeah. it, which is kind of like a therapy, too. Some of them really call me out on my shit. It said if you have a lot of pillows in your bed, um, you're lonely and depressed. And it also said the later you go to bed, I, I don't know where I got these quotes, but yesterday they made me sad. It said the later, if you go to bed really late and you stay up all night, it means you're a psychopath. And then, yeah, so that's... That's are, fine. Are you a psychopath? I don't know if I'm a psychopath. I'm Fair trying enough. to read the other quotes. I don't think I'm a psychopath, but I don't think I'm, like, super chill. But why are you getting into Twitter feuds? Um, okay, the Twitter feud, I mean, I was just, like, there. I was on it, and I saw something that bothered me. And it was basically, like, they mentioned my friend by name, and he has, like, you know, whatever. He's an asshole. But <laughs> he um, was on stage, and so the tweet was, there was a comic doing hate speech on stage, and the people that yelled out trying to stop it got in trouble for heckling. And I was like, yeah, that's heckling. If you're yelling out in the middle of a show, sure. you are the problem. Sure. And then she's right. No, I mean, <laughs> even if you think it's hate speech or not, but like, it's also a, an open mic. It's literally four minutes. So if you don't like what he's doing, write a funny joke or get on stage and you could say whatever you want for four minutes. But to be a comic at an audience while someone's on stage who's been doing this for over a decade and you're defending people screaming during his set is weird. I'm not going to disagree with that point, but you've been sad since Trump was elected, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. And you and maybe, maybe people are a little bit more sensitive mm -hmm. based on blatant hate speech. Because I know who you're talking about. He yeah. clearly was in the wrong. I don't know what the set was. I have no idea, but it fair. doesn't matter. No, touche, touche. That's fair. Anyways. Um, because then the girl, because then she got stupid because then she wrote back and said, that's him saying fag. That's what you want to defend. That's the free speech you want to defend. And I'm like, that's the point. You have to defend it all. What are you talking about? Sure. Because I, I, you know, I go on the road and I talk about what I want to talk about. And like, there are people that voted for Trump or don't like me, and I get yelled at all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. They're wrong. So it's like you wouldn't like them yelling at me for saying my point of view because you agree with me. And if you don't agree, with, you know what I mean? It's I just completely like, know what you mean. You got to fight for it all or none of it. And I'm playing the devil's advocate. Yesterday I was on stage. I mean, I mean. Uh, yeah, I get people yell at me all the fucking time. Why so it's do you like, think that they do yell at you? Well, right now, a lot of my material is really good and hateful to men. And so <laughs> they don't like it. And, I, I you know, it. they don't enjoy it. And they also, they don't like me. And so then they'll just yell out, you're not funny. And I'm like, I mean, clearly that's okay. But are you upset at what I'm saying? Like, let's discuss it. But, like, I'm just right and they're mad. That's what I, right now you're saying that like white men, it's your time, but it's not. You've been fucking exposed. You're worthless. You well, know what I'm I mean? I'm, I'm, com I'm playing the role. No, you the are, heel. but like the white dudes that feel fine, like we're, I feel more angry than ever where really? I'm just like, like the trick, like it's all been exposed all of a sudden where it's like, oh, you respect and value everyone even like less than I ever anticipated. Yeah. And we as a country do. And women, too, I mean, white women voted for him. And so it's like, what is this patriot? What are we voting for? What's going on? And I want to figure it out and make it funny and kind of like reach these white women Trump voters. And I'm doing it in a sociological way. I don't really say his name on stage at all. I'm just trying to figure it out. And a lot of it has to do with just like men killing us for so long 
that we now have to pretend that you're funny and smart and interesting and your dick is good, but it's mostly because you kept calling us witches and burning us. And so I'm just trying to, you know, talk about that. And dudes don't like it because they're the good guys. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so many good guys. That's the thing. All these good guys. Every time you talk about men and like gender and all these issues, the first response is always, "Well, I'm a good guy." And it's like, yeah, I've never met a bad one, but all of my friends have been raped. So some of you are lying. You know what I mean? Some of you are lying. I'm sick of like every time rape happens or there's a discussion of rape, the, the first instinct is to defend or excuse or find a reason or something, and it's never to solve the problem. So it's like if you guys want to keep talking about how you're good guys, I will kill you. You know what I mean? Like I just, I can't, I don't want your unsolicited advice anymore. I can't, I don't even want someone going, are you tired? I'm like, I'm not for you. Stop commenting on me. Like my, like get the fuck away from me. The ownership that these dudes have and like the confidence of their opinions sickens me and I'm just like so angry and it's coming out my material and I get yelled at and I then I move it. on. I love it so much. I hope, I mean, we'll you see. I don't want it to be funny. It's not really funny yet, but no, I'll it figure isn't. it out. It's clearly funny based on the audience reaction, right? <laughs> yeah, the women are laughing and the dudes cross their arms and they go to the bathroom and they get quiet or they yell out and the girls are having the time of their lives and I'm like, oh, is one person on this show not for you? Get over it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I meant with G with the comic at the mic, where it's like he's not for you, and it's okay. Sure. It's I'm not a, it's not. We're not all for each other. There's a line of yours that I come back to. It's an older line, so this is three, four years old, and it's my favorite. I like how much you know about me. This is great. I'm, <laughs> I'm a friend and a fan. I listen to your stuff, and I spread You've it always around. been a very good friend, There's even though we, di we didn't meet up this last time in D.C., but you did send me a very sassy text message. What did I send you? When I told you, I was like, I went to this cool restaurant, if you haven't oh, been, and you're like, dick. oh, yeah, I'm rich and classy. I've been. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is true. I'm the richest man in the world. So... Uh, Th th there's a line that I always come back to and I think about you all the time, especially in the last six months. Um, if it, it, I, I don't want to just butcher your material here, but I'm blatantly doing it right now. And it's a, it's an older line. It's like four years old. Um, if, if you're a, a white man and you're single and you can't figure it out, you should kill yourself. Something to that effect. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing this material for years. It's just like, uh, it's just different and, you know, it's growing and stuff. But yeah, it's like, I mean, there's a lot of elements to that. If you're a white dude, I mean, there's just so many layers. I'm, like, too tired. You're, I, you're enough, killing me. Um, the, the no, the white dude thing was just, like, if you can't figure out a way to succeed, you're a fucking idiot. Stop being mean to everyone else succeeding. It's you. Yeah. It's meant for you. And that's why I wanted to bring up Shiprocked. Now, yes. Shiprocked is a cruise. It's an annual cruise, and I went on it two years ago. Yes. It's a metal cruise, and there's a handful of comics, usually three to five. This year, there's, I think, three. Yeah, no, I'm one of them. You're one um, of them. Uh, just for some context, the year I was supposed to go, Mastodon was supposed to headline. They, they were replaced with Limp Biscuit. Um, and uh, honestly, uh, Buck Cherry, oh. nicest guys in the world. Not honestly. I love that song. Here's that bitch song, I love it. Great. So that's th them, right? That was them. Their yeah. first single was "I Love the Cocaine." Okay. <laughs> Josh Todd, the lead singer of Buckcherry, has been clean for 20 years. He wrote that song after he was done with cocaine. He was being honest with his demons. Does that bother you or not? I love it so oh, much. Wow. Uh, Zach Wilde, you know who Zach Wilde is? Mm -mm. He used to play guitar for Ozzy. Zach Wilde is actually uh, doesn't drink alcohol anymore, but walks around all day with a bucket of beer. It's non-alcoholic beer. He's doing it for the gimmick, so people think he's a huge drunk. Fuck that guy. Yeah. It's all about Josh Todd reading. He reads on his he reads on his droid all day. He he tries to read a book a week. He's a very nice man who loves the cocaine. 
No, this year we have uh, Saving Benjamin, Papa stop, Roach. Stop, stop. Breaking Benjamin? Saving Benjamin? No. Get Benjamin. Something with Benjamin. There's a band called Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, there's not a, sa- there's not a Saving Benjamin. Yeah, so Breaking Benjamin will be there. Papa Roach. Seven Dust? Yeah, Seven Dust plays every year. They're very <laughs> nice guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. My goal is to fuck a Billy Goat beard, and we'll see what happens. That's not gonna be hard. And it's my dad's birthday when we take off in Florida, so I'm hoping to just fuck a metal trash head right on my father's birthday. And me and my friend Annie, who's a comic, we're sharing one bunk, so we want to try to have sex like high school style, like each on our own twin bed. But we'll see. So that's gonna happen. We're bringing Molly, so I'm, you know. Party. If you can't get fucked on a heavy metal cruise on Molly, I mean, I'm gonna kill my. I'm gonna jump off the boat. So I'm gonna jump off the boat if not one metal guy wants to have sex with me. I could guarantee you, <laughs> you can have as much sex as you want on that cruise. We'll You're see, not yeah. gonna want to. Here's the okay. issue: your material doesn't jive with the stereotypical shipwrecked passenger. Are you worried at all? Because unlike most shows, you can't go home. You're on the same boat with these people. You're yeah. on an island with these people. There's literally nowhere for you to go. Yeah, I mean, I just did like a Christmas party recently for some tech company, and it was this thing of like, I'm getting paid, it's a thing, and I'm performing for them, so I'm going to give them the show that they want. I'm not going to start like talking about interesting, you know, I'm going to do my material, like I'm going to, but it's going to be more lighthearted, and I'm not going to do the more angry stuff. Like, I'm going to talk about and touch on what I want to touch on, but make sure I just do the punchlines, less, you know, philosophy type kind of chats. Like, everything will be, I'm going to give them a good time. It's their fucking, they paid to be on this boat. They're paying to come to the show. So, like, I'm going to give them a good time. But you're still going to be you. I'm going to do my jokes. I'm going to make sure, like, people with weird dicks feel bad about themselves. Um, (laughs) We can all, I think, rally around weird dicks. No, but I'm going to. That's that's a big, like, I have a new Holocaust. I always interrupt you. I'm so sorry. No. I just have a Holocaust cum joke that I will win them over with up top. And then I have a couple, right? Like, I feel like I'll win them up on top and then kind of get into the stuff. And if they don't like it, I'll move into something else. Like, I want everyone to have a great vacation. You know what I mean? Like, it's their trip. Uh, as soon as you land from Shiprock, where are you going? To the Women's March. Perfect. In D.C. Perfect. <laughs> so, in theory, I will see you a month from now. Yeah, hopefully we'll find each other. I'm, like, so scared since it's a women's march. I just hope there's not, like, bus accidents on the street and just, like, we didn't get the permits and, like, we're just lost somewhere, you know? Like, this march has to be perfect. This march can't have any hiccups at all. This mar- It has to be good the whole time. I'm just scared, like, our bus is going to turn over. Like, I'm truly... And we're all, we all bought pink beanies that say nasty on them, and it's just going to be a bunch of, just, like, girls on a highway. That's what I'm envisioning. No, hopefully it'll be successful. We'll let everyone know what's up. I like you a lot. I like you too. Who's up next? Fran. Everyone? Huh? Fran. Oh, cool. Um, and I, I, I want more. I don't want to leave yet. We could do another show after the show. I just, yeah, I just, I feel like I was too angry for too long that I wanted to do you something funny. You know me. I know you. I think we thrive off of the anger of each other. The I last know. time we were together and it wasn't show related, we gossiped for like six hours straight. That's all I do. If you don't so want to talk shit, you're not my friend. I don't trust anyone that won't talk shit. And anyone that gets mad about someone, like, oh, say it to my face. Grow up. You know? We're all talking shit about each other. You'd be sad to know if nobody talked about you. If, if I knew five comics went on a road trip for seven hours and did not say one mean thing about me, I would be very upset. I would be so upset. This whole car ride you couldn't think of one thing to say about? I would be furious. 
We got it. Yeah, talk shit. That's the thing. We're all horrible people. We're so annoying. We're so annoying. Most people aren't honest about it, though. Un- honest about what? Being awful. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Hmm, no are. way. I am. Yeah. But I don't think most people. I think comics are. I think if you're like a writer, you have to be introspective or like a therapist or like you have to observe on your own life all the time, you might realize it. But I think some people don't know how truly awful they are. I think that's the perfect way to end the interview and bring up our next Oh, can I, wait, can I tell you what happened, though? I know. Just, <laughs> it just popped into my mind. It popped into my mind. I was doing a show, and a girl, a woman was sitting in the front row, and yes. I do a joke about, like, how pr- I was, I, I, like, complimented her. I was like, you're so pretty. Like, everything was fine. In the middle of my set, this is just going back to, like, how bad people, this woman gets up, hands me a business card, and goes, if you ever decide to fix your hair. Oh! <laughs> so... So I'm on stage, she hands me this card, and I'm just like, you truly think it's a normal thing to interrupt the show to give me your... And she goes, yeah, what's the problem? I mean, these are real people. You know what I mean? Like, that's a real thing that happened. And then when I I obviously ruined her life at the end and ripped the business card in her face, but I was calm throughout most of it, but it was just this thing of, like, she had no idea why I was angry. Like, she truly afterwards was, like, talking to the server, being like, I don't know what I did wrong. A girl got kicked out recently from a show, and on her way out, they were dragging her out. She went, but it's Christmas. <laughs> and, and, and while she was interrupting, she goes, what do you mean I can't talk? This holiday, like, so I perform all the time, and, like, it is amazing. I have all these, like, girls have been kicked out this week, and just their fiancés and boyfriends are just, like, having to just be embarrassed. And But it's, like, people are truly awful, for sure. <laughs> You, I know we could do this longer, but we have a. I have to no, you have a fun guest. I, I can't to, wait. I have fun guests coming up. Do I leave or do we you scooch? Leave. No, okay. You okay. Leave. Okay. Yeah, there's you only two chairs. Leave. Well, my crush <laughs> is texting me. Oh no, he didn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we texted for a little bit. Okay. Bye. Who's your, wait, who's your crush? Do I know him? Yeah, he he hasn't liked me in years, but I will never give up. Do I do I do you want to say off mic? I'll just tell you later. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you have the money, no, you can't go to Sharebox. It's already sold out. If uh, if you've liked anything Lisa said, uh, watch the Seth Meyers clip. That's the easiest way to digest it. Uh, it's only five minutes long, and you fucking kill it. You did a Thank great you. job. Thank you. My mom loves you. Oh, cool. She was a fan since Chelsea. That's crazy. Likely. That makes me so happy. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's a thing. Um, I love you. I want I love you, you to do... So and my dress well. was good, wasn't it? On Seth? It was very good. That was a good dress. Um, I re- literally Rachel Roy sent it to me. I don't know if you've heard of her. No. Becky with the good hair. Um, <laughs> I got a dress from her. Not dr- Okay, I'm going to leave. I will never stop talking. I know. That's okay. why I love you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Lisa Traeger. All right, I know I've known Lisa for eight years. I've known our next guest for lo- roughly an hour. Ladies and gentlemen, come to the stage. Please put your hands together for Fran Hoffman, everybody. Fran, the stage is yours. Hi, Fran, is it fair to say that you're settled in right now? I'm settled. I'm cozy. Fran, how are you? Uh, I'm good. What could be better? I mean, I'm, I'm ready to be done. With? With the year. Why? What was so bad about 2016? Uh, besides most of it, um, I, ju- I mean, what these days are wasted days. Anything between, between... Yeah, between Christmas and New Year's. Like, what, what am I... D- I'm, like, mailing packages I forgot to mail. 
Well, who were you mailing them to? Friends who I don't care about enough to get their gifts to them for Christmas on but time. But you're buying friends you don't care about gifts. That's sort of the nature of a secret Santa, you know? Oh, okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. You're one of these people that I feel like I know because I follow you on Twitter, and you have a very large Twitter presence, and you're, uh, you happen to be a very talented writer. Thank you. So is it weird to meet a stranger that thinks they know you? Um, y yeah, but it happens, I think, pretty often. no. I disagree. I don't think... For you, it might happen for, often. For me, I feel like people assume a level of familiarity based on... A, a lot of times, my tweets are my writing. Yeah. It, how, how, is it okay to talk about your age? Yeah. How old are you? I'm 25. That scares the hell out of me. Thank you so much. So, um, you... So, eight years ago, I was in high school. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> about right now. You have a very good job, and mm -hmm. you are published in places that people actually read. Yeah. That's is crazy. Nice. It, is cra it is crazy. I've been very lucky. Fuck that. No, you work okay. for it. Well, yes and no. <laughs> okay, so, wait, how do you not work for it? What are you doing? Well, I, I am. There's been, I mean, I have truly also stumbled upon some very nice opportunities. Like? Um, so I was published in Cosmopolitan once, the magazine for blowjobs. Like, by the nature of my friend seeing me do a stand-up set who told another friend about it who told their friend who worked at Cosmo. Like, things like that. Where I think sometimes, I think word of mouth, I just happen to say something to the person who said something to a different person who said something to the right person. But that's based on talent. Perhaps. That's good for you. <laughs> Thank you. What was the Cosmo piece? Because I have not read the Cosmo oh, piece. Oh, no. Um, okay, we could not do that. <laughs> Let's go something very classy. Sure. That's something I'll never understand. Sure, sure. it's a sure. place that's rejected me multiple times, even though uh, I'm right. Sure. You write a, a piece about classical music for the owl. Yes, I write for the owl. Um, about, uh, yeah, classical music and composers and pieces at large. And you genuinely like classical music. I love classical music. How did that happen? So I... It's very, so I am still in under a decade of listening to pop music is what's wild. Isn't that insane? So I. So wait, wait, wait. <laughs> really, let's do a quick background here. Are your parents together? Yeah. What are their jobs? A business. That's right. Okay. This checks <laughs> out. Okay. So you have loving parents. Loving business parents. Yeah. <laughs> and they play classical music around the house? Nope. What? Nope. So. How did you stumble on this? So my, we. My brother and I had to take piano as children. Okay. So we started between the ages of five and six, respectively, which is like the age you're, I think you're supposed to start piano when you're learning. Sure. Um, I threw a ball at a wall. That's so n I did that too, to be fair. Were you good at it? Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, people loved it. Yeah. Um, so I started with piano, and then it came around to sort of normal suburban wor things where like the middle school orchestra would come to your elementary school or the middle school band would come in and be like, if you want to play band or if you want to play an orchestra, here's how you can do this. So I played in orchestra. I played cello for four years and then sort of segued into middle school and then high school band playing percussion. And I just took it really seriously. And so it got to a point where my, so my high school weeks were Monday night symphonic band, Tuesday night jazz band, Wednesday night orchestra, Thursday night symphonic band, and then weekends I was usually away at a marching band or a sort of symphonic band conference. And this was, like, my whole life. So I, and I did youth symphonies on the side. So I just, like, I didn't, I l started listening to pop music when I was just driving myself to high school, senior year of high school. But otherwise I was listening to what I was playing because I was like, I'm not going to get any better unless I really know all this work inside and out. So it's still the bulk 
the bulk of what I know about music is about classical. Part of me wishes Lisa was still on the stage to yell at you about <laughs> lack of loving the Backstreet Boys, but that's not happening right now. Instead, it's me. Uh, <laughs> that sounds. I mean, I knew I knew of them at the time, but it was like even like Backstreet. I was not well. I was an NSYNC person. I will say. Well, yeah, you're young. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Backstreet Boys, I had to, was like a late late game sort of like oh this this is cool, but I missed a lot of those like '90s, early 2000s that yeah, I you know. Were alive for I a lot I, of it. I was alive for some of it. Are you glad but you I have that background? Um, yeah. It's weird, though. Yeah, it is. It's weird, and my music upbringing made me very serious. I worked with a lot of, like, serious instructors who really valued, like, like, sort of work ethic. And now you do the opposite. I mean, not the writing for the owl, but the other stuff you do is, like, fun and cultural-based and about fun things and comedy. Yeah, but I take it just as seriously. Does that... so okay, I like your piece about Easy. Oh yes, Easy's a television Easy was a show wild set show. here. What was that on? <laughs> it was on Jezebel. Jezebel. Okay. Yeah. That's a site people read. Yeah. That's the internet blowjob site. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I think it's a lovely piece. It's a. Do you want me to summarize it or you got it? Uh no, go for it. Okay, so it's essentially about why Easy is such a good show because it's, it's hyper realistic to Chicago itself, and a lot of your New York and LA friends are like, "I'll get around to it whenever." But in Chicago, it kind of feels special because like that's actually here. Orlando Bloom is actually in Lincoln Square. Shit yeah. like that. That's a good piece. That's a fun piece. Thank you so much. That's still once again about blowjobs and sex and fun sure. and threesomes. That specific episode is about threesomes. They love to have sex on that show. It, I know. Well, here's the thing. Do you really like that show? No. Or are you exactly okay? Well, it's it's. I loved watching it because it was just nice to see something that looked even remotely familiar. Sure. But none of the experiences those people had on that show were like anything. So they cut this whole thing I had from the piece where I was like, it's crazy that Joe Swanberg made this show about young people essentially trying to have sex in Chicago and no one talks about improv ever? (laughs) Like, that is so unrealistic to me that no one is even like, oh, I have to go see my friend's Herald team or like... And I get that he was trying to do diverse communities throughout Chicago, but it's crazy that it doesn't come up one time. So So that's where it lost me. Here's... She mentioned a name, Joe Swanberg. Joe Swanberg is the guy behind Easy. He's also the guy behind Drinking Buddies. Yeah. Drinking Buddies is a fine film. There's not one overweight person in Drinking Buddies, and it's set in a fucking brewery. (laughs) It's in a brewery. All his brewery guys are too hot. He has James Franco microbrewing and Easy. Dave Franco. That's right, Dave Franco, the hotter Franco, but still too hot to brew, (laughs) I think. Fair. Um, You also do stand-up. I do stand-up, yeah. And, and this is something I've never seen on any stand-up site. I'm taking a break from stand-up until this date, until April 2017. Yeah, through to April or up till April, I'm going to take some time off. Why? I'm so tired. Why are you tired? I'm, so when I started out, I started doing stand-up when I was 20, going th- when I was in college in Michigan. And it, ta- it takes a lot out of me. I'm pretty naturally, like, introverted, and I love my time to myself. Okay. And to go up on stage regularly just is very draining for me. So for a long time, the pattern was kind of four months on, one month off. And I've been on for, like, a year and a half now. But then if it's tiring, why do it at all? Like, why, why if, it's, if it's that much of a drain, why do it at all? <laughs> um, Not to be a dick. You don't need it. You're doing no, perfectly fine. Yeah, and I, it, I just like to do it. But to me, it's always been an extension of writing rather than performing. It is just a different way of delivering written material to me. Okay. 
I'm always like 100% I'm a writer. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I, I love my job. I have a great job. I'm the editor of a site called Bright Showing Things. I deal with a lot of interns. Mm -hmm. And I have a friend that's a, a former intern. She just graduated from college, and she's asking me for advice. And I can't tell her, hey, you should bartend for eight years and then figure some shit out. So, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, she can. Yeah. But I don't want her to do that. I want her to have more of a career like you. That's so nice. But I, I scooped ice cream for two years. Okay, when did you scoop ice cream? Right out of college for two straight years. Should I, she lives in New York. Should I tell her to scoop ice cream? Do a, do a service job. Okay. I think, I mean, not to get, like, sort of chip on my shoulder about it, but I really think if you are trying to succeed in the arts, there is nothing better that you can do than work in service for at least a year. Because it lets you just meet everyone. Okay. What about actually succeeding? How could she actually do that? <laughs> Some tangible advice would be appreciated. I mean, she's got she's to do it on the side. It's got to... You've got to, we thankfully like live in an age where it's become really easy to do s stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Like even when I was not scooping ice cream, I was just writing on my like dumb blog and I was writing bad tweets. And eventually if you just do bad stuff long enough, sure. hopefully it becomes good. Sure. If you're pitching yeah, and you've pitched to a lot of places and have a I lot have. of success, yeah, yeah. what's one thing that you think a lot of people gloss over that's the thing that gets you in? Read the website you pitch to. Continue. Oh my God! Like, like a piece that would run on BuzzFeed is not the same as a piece that would run in Cosmo. Is not the same as the piece that would run for the All. Sure. They're all so different, and I had I had a college friend ask me about pitching, and I was like, he was like, "What do I do?" And I was like, "Are you reading the websites you want to write for?" And he was like, "I hate the websites I want to write for." It's like sounds like you don't want to like. Could, we could you name your friend who you're I talking I absolutely about? cannot. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. So you like your friends is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Why are you in Chicago? Why I'm from Chicago. Once and again, why are you in Chicago? Um, because when I graduated from college, I had no money, and I moved back home with my parents in the suburbs, and that's when I was scooping ice cream and truly driving into the city Do you wanna to work a food service job. What was the name of the place that you scooped I worked at Jenny's on Southport. Jenny's on Southport. Give it up for Jenny's on Southport. It's very expensive. Uh, clat. So you're driving to, to scoop ice cream, and then I was driving at least an hour to scoop ice cream in the city, just to like have a foothold in the city. I was so afraid when I graduated from college that I was gonna get like a normal job in the suburbs and then never leave. Fair. Um, and you did. I did. Well, I had to have a foothold in the city to like pull me in. Where do you live now? Now I live in Lakeview. Why are you saying that like it's a bad thing? What's wrong with Lakeview? Lakeview has no culture. It's very embarrassing. Uh, fuck off, you're wrong. <laughs> it's got a lot of cultures. It's got Trader Todd's. Sure, I was laughing. Yeah, Trader Todd's is so bad. Have you been? Twice, yeah. Party. <laughs> when you, I was 22. Did you get free drinks from a raffle? Yeah, did you get? No, I never did that. Well, I went with... So Are you I even a local? What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know about the raffle. I would go with my friends who were, like, acapella kids in college who wanted to do karaoke, and that's, like, a full vibe. You seem to have a really healthy background. You got acapella friends. You're listening to classical music. We're oh, very different people. Oh, I don't. Well, I don't like acapella, but I have the friends. That's all. I mean, yeah, no one yeah, likes yeah. acapella. No one likes this show. They just know me, so they show up. That's just how it works. I get pentatonics The only one that recommended left was my wife right there, by the way. I want to make that clear. <laughs> I keep waiting for you to dox her, but you're not going to do it. What does dox mean? Seriously? Like, reveal who she is. Oh, no, every, every, literally, uh, most people in the room know who she is, and, the, and she has a real job, and I don't want to spoil that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I have a fun job. Yeah. Yeah, I love my job. Scooping ice cream is fun. Nope, um, my job's better. All right. <laughs> people send me gifts. You're so right. I know. Welcome to Trump's America. Fran, <laughs> I'm so glad you did the show. This is, I'm having a nice time in a good chair. 
Isn't it nice? Yeah. It's too. Did you ever come to the Brain before? Uh, you probably weren't even here when it was a different bar. No. This is my first time at Hungry Brain. Oh, it's good. Isn't this, that crazy? This is a very well, I live in Lakeview, so. Yeah, it's a whole bus right away. It's literally <laughs> down the street. God yeah. forbid. I used to live in a worse part of Lakeview than I live now. I Shut will say. up. Isn't that? No, the do you want to? The worst part of, well, yeah. Do you want to know? This is what happened. Yeah, yeah. where do you live now? Give me so some streets. So now I live at Sheridan and Wellington. Okay. In like a high rise. Yeah, that's what's over there. Which is the vibe. But Another I used Jamoke. to live um, in deep in Boys Town at Roscoe and Hall said right behind the 7-Eleven. How? That's great. So, um, okay. It, it was fine. I lived on a street with like all like very thin, hot Columbia College theater majors who yes. would scream at each other at any time of day. Uh, okay, okay. So it was a loud time. And then what happened to me, which is what's happening all throughout Chicago now, is I got like gentrified out of Boys Town in that a new management company bought our building out from under us and decided they were like, un- it was like undervalued, renovated all the apartments, like kicked everyone out to renovate and re- resell the apartments. So I got, we got kicked out of our Boys Town apartment that we were paying for for a steal. What are you paying now? A lot more. <laughs> what are you paying now? I can't say. Why? Um, it's the cops. Cool. Will arrest me. <laughs> People could read you all over. They could read you in the onion. They could read you in the owl. They could read you on Jezebel. I'm on. I'm online. You know. <laughs> uh, I like to follow you on Twitter. Yeah, they d- can definitely follow me on Twitter. Twitter handle is your name. It's my name. Should I spell it? No, because there's a podcast description. Oh my God, you're so, so there'll right. There'll be a link to that. That's so great. Please Thanks spell my last name right in the description. What I'm going to spell phonetically, but a link to the right name. And I appreciate your time, and I appreciate you being here. I'm Thank so you so glad much you for having this. me. This is L- so nice. I hope. I hope. If nothing if not, else, fuck it, bro. If nothing else, I sat in a chair. It's important to sit <laughs> in our new America, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for Fran Hoffner, everybody. Thank you Fran, so much. thank you so much. Jeremy, you're very good at piano. So we used to do this show called 8 by 8 and it used to be here, and then for a while it was at Saki, and that's where I saw our next performer. I, uh, it was about two years ago, and I, and I had a very good time, and I laughed a lot, and I'm so glad he's going to do the show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Cleveland Anderson, everybody. Cleveland, the stage is yours. Play him on, Jeremy. <laughs> lovely how's it going y'all okay cool uh i'm very good i want to be honest with all of y'all i uh i've been buying weed from strangers thank you so much i appreciate it it's cool i was i was outside the other night and i brought weed from a guy he came up to me he was like yo you want to get fucked up and i was like yes i want to get fucked up and he pulled out some weed from his pocket, and he was like, it's going to be $10. And I had exactly $10 on me, so I gave it to him, and he held it up. But it was nighttime outside. And I was like, yo, that guy is a businessman. <laughs> that is amazing. I, uh, I've been smoking too much weed. I'll tell you what, I was driving high the other day, which I don't like to admit. I was going for like 20 minutes, and a thought popped into my head. I was like, man, this sure has been a lot of green lights. 
And then the next thought that popped in my head was like, wait, has there been a lot of green lights? <laughs> That seems like a question I should definitely know the answer to. I don't know. I got too stoned. I, I got high the other day. I guess you ever get so stoned you start to think you could do things that you know you can't do? Yeah, like the other day I woke up, got stoned, and thought I could make crepes. <laughs> I was like, oh what, I'll just get some strawberries, some whipped cream, and throw it all together. This shit'll be dope. Instead <laughs> it was just like some fucked up ass pancakes. I don't know. I need to stop smoking. I uh, I was in, I got high, I was in an Uber the other day, and I was fucked up, and the driver, he looked at me, he was like, yo, you wanna talk? Or do you wanna listen to music? And I was like, oh my God, please music. <laughs> and he was like, what you wanna listen to? And before I could answer, he was like, wait, let me figure you out. So he started flipping through a bunch of stations, and he landed on what I could only describe as like cats praying. <laughs> but over some really dope tribal beats. Either way, I was like, if this is the energy I'm putting out, I need to start smoking so much of this shit here. This is terrible. I got into, <laughs> I got into another Uber, it was high as fuck, and I had my headphones in. And the driver, he looked at me, he was like, uh-uh, brother, take those headphones off. I like to talk. <laughs> and I was like, yo, if I killed him right now <laughs> and told the judge exactly what he just said, I could probably beat the case. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not all bad. I uh, got a play out a month at my job not too long ago, which is crazy. Because if you know anything about my work ethic, you know that that is insane. True story, I was getting high in the alley of my job. I went back and shot my boss. She was like, hey, I've been looking for you. And I was like, oh, shit. So we went back in and we turned the corner and all my coworkers, they started clapping. And I was like, this is how you fire people? <laughs> I was like, that's horrible. You got no home trainer. Well, she was like, you got employee of the month. And I was like, fuck you. She was like, you got it. And I was like, that's a cool thing. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a snitch at work now. I am. I want to take over the company. I figure it should take like two years or so. So I'm just snitching the whole lot. <laughs> I work on Michigan. And I was taking the bus up Michigan to get to work. Looked out the window, saw one of my coworkers. He was walking up Michigan. And I was like, ooh, he's going to be late. So I tapped on the window to get his attention. I was like, I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> and I went in the office. I was like, hey, y'all. It looks like Jason's going to be late today. And they were like, Cleveland, that'd be dope if you weren't already late yourself. <laughs> I was like, true, true. I'm gonna go sit down now. You know, I don't know. I wanna, I wanna, dip, I wanna do something where I can make a decent amount of money. I wanna switch it up. I was thinking of things I could do, and I was like, I got it. I wanna be a person that says "nigger" for white rappers on tracks. <laughs> the only thing is, I don't know who to send the demo tape to. <laughs> 
It's just a bunch of tracks of me saying nigga over and over again. Just to show people I got range. I don't know. If I could do that, that'd be dope. Uh, I don't know. Uh, she's going decent, though. I, uh, I got a girlfriend, which is decent. Uh, she's really funny, too. She says a lot of funny things. Like, I think we should break up. <laughs> and I'm always like, nah. Get out of here. Well, don't go anywhere, but, you know, just get out. <laughs> I was single for a while, and like, if I saw a beautiful girl, I'd be like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm gonna stand right here, say absolutely nothing, because that way she'll know how into her I am. It doesn't work a lot. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I am a black gentleman. And a lot of times black guys will say whatever they want to women in public. It's ridiculous. I saw this black guy approach a group of women. This was his opener. He was like, hey, yo, shorty, with that pussy, like. And one of the women responded for all of them. She was like, uh, we're all lesbians. And I'll never forget what he said. It was so beautiful, so poetic. He said, and I quote, I know why y'all bitches ain't lesbians. So what's good? My train was coming, I couldn't see what happened. I hope it worked out for him though. <laughs> I feel like if anybody deserves a shot, it's probably him. Saw another guy approach like a very curvaceous woman and he was like, damn, those hips are thick. You must have had a baby. And then he licked his lips. Was like, I like babies. <laughs> and that man is in the city right now. It's not really a joke, it's more like a cautionary tale. <laughs> Just please be careful. And you know, um, my girlfriend is white. I date a white lady, which I did on purpose. Uh, I tell you, I, I, I feel like a white woman is the closest thing I will ever get to a get out of jail free card. Like say I'm with my girlfriend, and a cop comes up to us, and they, I don't know, want to frame me for murder or something. It'll be like, excuse me, officer, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a white woman standing right next to me, and she can corroborate my entire story. I don't know if you guys know it, but white women are the people that police were invented to protect. <laughs> it's true. And I love it, too, because the cops, they always leave mad. They're just like, I'm going to catch you by yourself. And I just do the Dikembe Mutombo finger wag, like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I will never be alone, I promise you. Uh, get out of here on this. I, before I started doing comedy, I was uh, in a hip-hop group. And I was kicked out because I was really bad at coming up with names to make us seem hard and tough. We had a meeting one day, and I was like, I got it. Tears of the sun. I just saw the Bruce Willis movie and nothing was more hard than that. So they were like, I think you'd be better off doing something else. And I was like, fair enough. <laughs> but it's cool though, because rappers are way too impressionable nowadays. Like you guys know the rapper Drake? Yes, I'm sure, yeah. Well Drake is from Canada, 
And now Canada is way more prevalent in hip-hop than it should be. I was watching an interview with this rapper the other day. He was like, yo, I want to give a shout out to all the real hoods. All the true hoods doing their shit since day one. You know what I'm talking about? Detroit. Brooklyn. Toronto. <laughs> Cochrane, Alberta. <laughs> My niggas making money up in Saskatoon. My shorty's holding down to Vancouver. I see you out there doing your thing. <laughs> All right, it's my time. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Cleveland, sit down. <laughs> Cleveland, thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Cleveland, where are you from? Uh, I'm from New Jersey. Why did you come from Jersey to Chicago? I came to go to school at Columbia. Was that worth it? No. Fantastic. I think we need to get the word out. It's a scam. Never go to Columbia. Yeah, they're shutting down. They might shut down. Uh, prove me wrong. <laughs> Anyone ever? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. How much are you in debt to Columbia? A lot. There you go. <laughs> Has that helped you in any way in your life whatsoever? Um, it brought me to Chicago, which was good. That's true. That's about it, though. Yeah. 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 So you started stand up in Chicago? Yes. How long have you been doing it? Uh, almost three years. Are you enjoying it? Yes. How old are you? 25. Cool, you're young. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel young, though. What? I feel, like, uh, I feel like I've seen a lot of shit, so I don't feel that. Fair enough. Yeah. Are you glad you're in Chicago? Yeah, absolutely. I love Chicago. Did you go home for the holidays? No. Good for you. <laughs> Do you wish you went home? Uh, yeah, I haven't been home for the holidays in like seven years. That's a long time. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what's your day job? Uh, I work at a medical research firm. So I like schedule doctors for studies on like cancer. Seems helpful and boring. Nah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Let's talk to cancer patients and doctors all day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. What's worse, going to work or going to an open mic? Uh, <laughs> going to an open mic for yeah, sure. That's right. Uh, yeah. Has anything good in your life happened at an open mic? Mm, we've gotten a free drink. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. You get a free drink. Yeah, that was decent. Do you have any advice for uh, kids thinking about going to open mics? Um, let's do it. Do it? Yeah, I mean... You seem like, so happy to do no, it. No, because, I mean, like, if you don't, then you'll always wonder what if, so might as well just do it. Do you ever wonder what if? Uh, Yes. What's your biggest what if that you wonder about? If I was a good rapper, I'd probably be. Were you really in a hip hop group? Yeah, no, the in dudes, college? the dudes. I was no, when I was younger than that, the oh, guys really? who I was in bands with have like signed to actual labels and shit. Are you still in touch? Yes. Do they rub it in all the time? Mm, I don't know. They just like they don't have to work and they travel places, so that's rubbing it in. Is kinda. there anyone that we might know? Uh, not yet. Okay. Yeah, people who are like working their way up. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Will they let you open? I hope so. As I've done up. I've done stand up at rap shows and it's always terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stand up at any music show yeah. seems to be a bad idea. That's not what they're there for. No. <laughs> they don't want to see it. They have no Everybody idea. come out and have fun yeah. now. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> Pay attention. Yeah, listen to this guy talk about yeah, it's not, nothing. It's not yeah. a good idea. Not at all. Are you gonna stay in Chicago? Um, for a little bit until I get broke, then I'm gonna go back home. Yeah. Yeah. 
pretty easy to be broke here, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty easy to be broke anywhere. Yeah. San Francisco is probably more yeah. difficult. Absolutely. Let's talk about where it's better to be broke. Yeah. Milwaukee? Would you go to Milwaukee? I would like to be broke in Jamaica because, like, the ch- the transfer rate of money is decent. You know, so. Lisa's going to be in Jamaica on Shiprock. Do you ever think about going That's on a heavy metal cruise? Yeah, hey, I'm from, my family's from the Jamaica, so I've been. Do you think your family is going to go to the the, the island where they're going to have uh, Breaking doubt, Benjamin plane? I doubt it. You doubt it? Well, you never know. It's a, it's a small world, yeah. and Lisa's bringing people together. Oh, yeah. Who do you like in Chicago that's funny? And more importantly, who do you not like in Chicago that's funny? Um, Let's name names. I like everybody. Come on. Nah, I don't want to, because, I, I don't know. know. I don't want to start anything and then have my name be a part of. Uh, who like, sells you weed? Let's give some uh, My homie, Nick. Nick, give it up for yeah, Nick, everybody. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he delivers also, and Good. he is... Has well, some shatter if you're looking for it. So if you want Nick's contact, contact Cleveland after the show? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Maybe you get a discount. Uh, not at all. Not at all. Come on. You're bringing yeah. people business. That's how it works. I've never gotten a discount. So if Come on. You deserve it. Like, well, did you ever try to bring a business before? Uh, yes, actually. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. I concede my point. I apologize. Yeah. Have you been here before? Uh, to Hungry Brain? Yeah. No, it's my first time here. There you go. It's nice. I don't know why people are clapping, but thank you. I appreciate it, and yeah. I think the people that work here also right. appreciate it. Did you have a good Christmas? Oh, it was really good. Did Santa bring you anything? Uh, uh, my girlfriend's mother got me a lot of stuff, which was kind of weird. What did What did your girlfriend's mom give you? Uh, she got me a robe. She got me. Whoa, whoa, whoa slow down. <laughs> why? I don't. I guess she heard that I wanted one. I like, you know, when people wake up and they put clothes on if they're cold. I just want to throw a robe on. <laughs> Listen, I understand the function of a robe. Yeah, that's nah, not. I mean, the question yeah. is, why did your girl? So your girlfriend's mother really likes you. Yeah, she's a homie. She got me an Apple TV also. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Um, well, your life's going well. That's, that's good. That's all right. You're living like as Ric Flair. You as good as it can. I wish I was Ric Flair. Well, everyone alive wishes they were Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, Who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, growing up, my favorite wrestler was probably uh, X-Pac. Okay. I like the X-Pac a lot. You are the only human being that has ever said that out loud. Really? <laughs> X-Pac like, is the worst part about wrestling from the attitude. He's, I like the There's a term, Google this if you're listening or you're in the room. There's a term called X-Pac heat, really? which means people hate X-Pac so much they just <laughs> boo him. He's not a good guy or a bad guy. They're just sick of X-Pac. Yeah. There's a term named after how bad of a wrestler he was. I like uh, that group, the D-Generation X, and I thought he seemed like the most unstable. Well... He did have a sex tape with China, and then they yeah, feuded in real life really about weird. the consent of that sex tape, and now she's dead, yes. and X-Pac is alive. Yes. <laughs> what I'm saying is 2017 is going to be great. <laughs> uh, I think that's the perfect way to end this show. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about the death of China, for who sure. was one of the most important women's wrestlers of all time. Cleveland, thanks for doing the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You are not on Twitter. You're technically on Twitter, but you're not uh, on Twitter. Not on Twitter, not What really. can we plug? What's a... Um, I don't know. Just I'm around if you're in Chicago. He's around. Uh, he's, he's got yeah. a robe. His friend is named Nick. Yes. 
talk to him after yeah, the show. Yeah, he'll sell, sell, well sell weed to you. If you, get, <laughs> if you have cancer, get a hold of him. I'll make some appointments. Yeah. That's the perfect way to end this yeah. show. They, pro- they pay well for the studies. So if you have cancer, it sucks, but like you'll get like $1,000 for two hours for a study. There you go. So. You want to make some money, you got cancer? This is so. We're bringing people together at the end of the day. <laughs> That's what this show is all about, right. bringing together cancer patients and studies. Well, this took a dark turn, and I'm glad it did. <laughs> thanks for doing this. I really Absolutely. Thanks for it. having Shown, me. Please put your hands together for Cleveland Anderson. Good job. Jeremy, thank you. Uh, it's time to say goodnight and to say thank you to everybody. Thanks to everyone that came out. Uh, it's, it's incredibly cold out, and I appreciate it. And I, and I want to thank the staff at The Hunger Brain. They've been nothing but great, both new and old. Uh, thank you to The Hunger Brain. I'm, I'm glad this place exists. Uh, please frequent this bar. If you're listening at home, it's at the corner of Belmont. Not at the corner. It's at 2319 West Belmont, uh, near Belmont and Western. And also go to the Constellation. It's around the corner from here. They're both great spots. I want to thank Jeremy Tromberg. He's been doing this for a long time, and he does not need to, so I appreciate him. He is in uh, just one band right now, right? One band. He is in J.C. Brooks in the Uptown Sound. Uh, if you are on the East Coast, you can see them very soon. Is there any Chicago shows coming up? Are you playing New Year's Eve or some bullshit like that? It's sold out, but you can buy tickets on Craigslist. So <laughs> he's playing a New Year's Eve show that's sold out, and he told me to tell people that you could buy tickets on Craigslist. Don't do that. Just <laughs> wait and see them whenever. Who gives a shit? Uh, stay home for New Year's Eve. Why would you go out on New Year's Eve if you're an adult? What's wrong with you people? If you're, That being said, uh, no, I stand exactly by what I said. Fuck that. Stay home. Watch RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 2. Yes. That's the curveball. Uh, listen. Listen. If you care about the future of America, familiarize yourself with Katya. Katya is the future of this country. She yes. is a real woman from Russia. Figure it out. Wake up, yeah. sheeple. Esmeralda. Yes. You can be heard tomorrow night on WGN and yes. most nights on WGN Radio. Yep. But tomorrow night you're actually hosting. Yes, 11 so to 2. Listen to that. Um, Esmeralda, is there anything you're looking forward to in 2017? No. Fantastic. Um, I am looking forward to inevitably being back here, and, I, and, I, and I'm not going to stop doing this show unless I die. And that is a possibility because that's what happens. And if I'm going to get cancer, I'm definitely going to contact Cleveland because $1,000 for two hours of research seems like a good deal. I'm just saying that out loud. That's a really good rate. That's better than a lawyer's rate. So um, thanks to Fran. I really appreciate you in the show. I hope you had an okay to good time. I can't promise anything more. It's already over, pretty much. So thank you for doing that. Uh, Lisa, I already know you're talking because I could hear you talking to my wife. The only Here's what's good about doing this show for eight years. Regardless of the city I am in, I have such a supportive wife that I could hear her talking in the back at every single fucking episode. So that's that. Thanks for coming, everybody, and have a wonderful night. Feel free to turn the jukebox on because it's going to get real weird in here unless there's sound. Thanks for coming, everybody.